Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransombello. Um, well, this evening, let me just share something briefly with you in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, from, from verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. You are not obligated to the law. Let's look at verse 22. Verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So let's say that together. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Hallelujah. Um, talking about the fruit of the Spirit, um, it is important for us to know that the fruit of the Spirit is vital to uh, the verification of the sanctification process of the believer. You get what I mean? Um, okay, I've explained this before. Salvation in three tenses. We have been saved. Let's say it together. We have been saved. What's the next one? We are being saved. And then the last one? We will be saved. We have been saved. What does that describe? Huh? Sorry? What does it describe? Why would you be allowing these small eyes to intimidate you? What does it describe? Exactly. Say it loud. Justification. Justification. We are justified because we have been saved. Is that correct? And we, we taught, if you're, if you're in the, um, refinery, you would understand this teaching properly. And we made it very clear that your justification is not a process. It's an act. You've already been justified. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> When did you get justified? When did you get justified? When you believed? Oh, when did you get justified? Let me not preempt you. Hmm? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I said, Okay, let me interpret what your faces are saying. Guy, if you want to preach, preach. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> stop throwing questions at me. 
Romans 4.25. I hope I'm correct. Romans 4.25. This is who was delivered up because of what? Our offenses. Don't worry. Since you don't read, don't just look up. Hmm? Who was what? Delivered up because of what? He was crucified because of our offenses. And then was raised up because of what? Mm -hmm. So, it's because you were justified that Jesus rose again. You get that? So, you were not justified the day you believed. You were justified before you even believed. And your belief only gives you access into your justification. So, he has reconciled with you. But you reconcile with him. That kind of thing. You understand what I'm saying? So, we were justified before we even got saved. And that's why we're given the ministry of reconciliation. Meaning, go and preach the gospel. Telling people God is no longer angry with you. Because he has justified you. And he has made peace with you. How many of you know that there's a difference between peace with God and the peace of God? The peace with God, it is justification that produces that. But the peace of God is the work of the Holy Spirit in the process of sanctification. Did you understand that? Okay, so we said that we have been saved, justification, and it is not a process, but it is what? An act. And we are being saved, it is what? Sanctification, which is the work of the Holy Spirit. E.W. Kenyon puts it this way. He speaks about the legal aspects of our redemption and the vital aspect of our redemption. The legal aspect of our redemption, what does it say? That hmm? it talks about what we are because of what Christ has done. Legal. Legal. There is a, a binding. There is a writing about it. You know when the scripture talks about in Colossians chapter 2 verse 14, 15. It says he blotted out the ordinances. Okay. And all the handwritings that were against you. So the legal side of your redemption is that legally speaking you are justified. You are set free already. That's legal. So you can present that package to the devil when he needs to be reminded. I get what I'm saying. So legally, I am free. That's why Galatians 5 one says, Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. Be conscious of it. Always remember that you are free. You are not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Are you still here? So I am free. But the vital side of redemption is not like the legal. The vital is the working out of the legal. Okay? The vital is like the sanctification process. So, sanctification says that there is an ongoing process that produces an experience of your already existing position. Do you understand it? Okay? Which means that something is happening to you to bring you to who you already are. That's what he's saying. That the working of the Holy Spirit is 
functioning in you to make you exactly like what your position says you are. That is sanctification process. So, when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, remember I talked to you about the gifts of the Spirit. Remember? Yes. The gifts of the Spirit, they are gifts. So, don't confuse the working of a gift by somebody to maturity. A baby Christian can exhibit the gift of the Spirit. I get what I'm saying. So the fact that you can prophesy does not mean you are mature in God. <laughs> doesn't mean. The fact that you can give word of knowledge does not necessarily mean that you are mature in God. It's a gift. Just like you can sing. I can sing. They say, no, let them bring. Who can prophesy more? Kalabaha. We have waited in God. <laughs> We've been in this ministry for a while. We're going to prophesy our hearts. You know, it flows now. I now understand the mind of God. <laughs> Praise God. It's not, it's not about, it's not about training. It's a gift. It's just like calling me to come and sing. It's, it's water. It's just like, oh, I enjoy Kaladi. Where's Kaladi? Where's Kaladi? Just that, uh, Kaladi on the bars is, is a bad guy, man. So what's the name, sir? Elijah, Elijah on the drums is, man, yeah, and I enjoyed uh, Mark Rock as well. I mean, the combination was was bad today. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, so, if someone has a gift, does not necessarily mean that the person is mature. But fruits speak about a maturity that is ongoing. Am I making sense to you? Okay. Because I, if I give you something, you didn't work for it. But the Holy Spirit, now listen, lest you think that the fruit of the Spirit is a working of yourself. No. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is not a deliberate conscious effort of trying to work on yourself to be more loving. No. The fruit of the Spirit is the working of the Spirit. In cooperation with you. So it is not, it is not left to your self-will or left to your deliberateness about it. Praise the Lord. Now, that is the reason why when Paul talks about the works of the flesh, when he comes to the spirit, he doesn't say the works of the spirit. He says the fruit of the Spirit. Which means that it is not your works. It is a... Now, fruit is born out of reproduction between the coming together of two. Is that correct? So, he who is joined to the Lord is what? One Spirit with the Lord. So, the coming together of my regenerated Spirit and the union of the Holy Spirit is what produces the fruit. So it is not your walk. Do you get it? So that's why I told you there is no pressure on you. There is always pressure on the Word and the Holy Spirit. All you need to do is say, Lord, produce this in me. Amen. Where's Frank? Where's Frank? Call him now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there is no pressure on the believer. Now, 
Back to what I was saying. I was saying that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a verification of your sanctification process. Think about it. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Okay? Because we are being sanctified. Now, which one comes first? Your perfection or your sanctification? Which one comes first? Are you perfected before you are sanctified? Or are you sanctified before you are perfected? Sanctified first. Let me see your hands. Perfection first. Let me see your hands. Okay. Those who said perfection first, you're correct. We're not sanctified to become perfect. We are perfected and then we are being what? Sanctified. Hebrews chapter 10 verse, is it 19 now? 19? Is it 19? Check 19 or 18. I'm not really sure. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 18. 18? 18. Hebrews chapter 10 verse, uh, somebody check for me. Just open Hebrews chapter 10 verse Verse 18. Okay. Verse 14. Hebrews 10, 14. Verse 14. Mm-hmm. For by one offering he has what? Perfected those forever, those who are being sanctified. So, your perfection is first. So, let's say my perfection is first. Then sanctification is next. Sanctification follows your perfection. So, what does perfection connote? What does it connote? It connotes, does it connote justification, sanctification, glorification? Which? Justification. So, your perfection connotes you are justified. And because you are justified, you are qualified to now be sanctified. So, I am not sanctified to be justified. That is what the believer must know. You must know it. You must know that you are already free. You are already heaven bound. You get it? You are on your way to heaven. You are, a, you are a, on a course to heaven. And nothing can stop you from going to heaven. Now, somebody was making a comment over the week and he said, I don't want to go to hellfire. I have to go and make peace. But you see, now, have you heard that comment? I don't want to go to hellfire. You know, so therefore I have to the, there's nothing you do hmm, that can stop you from going to hell if you don't believe. And there is nothing you do that can make you go to hell if you believe. Is the good news. <laughs> the way you're looking at me, and even you as a believer, as you are shocked hearing it. How much more the unbeliever? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, well, no, don't say, say it small, small. Don't just say it like that. <laughs> There's nothing you, it's nothing you do. There's nothing you do now that can make you go to hell. Why? If anything can make you go to hell, it means that that thing is more than the blood and the sacrifice. So your, your redemption and acceptance by God is not because of you, but His blood. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
So let's go back. So we says we we said that the fruit of the spirit is love. Somebody say love, joy, peace, long suffering. That long suffering is not suffering for long. Is <laughs> another version says patience, patience or endurance exactly. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. What again? Is that it? Gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of us don't realize that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is at work in you already. Have you noticed that the Bible did not say... Let me paint the picture well for you. It's not a case of you having one and you don't have the other one. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Many of you are already choosing the one you have. <laughs> You're already choosing... Love, love, joy, peace, and long suffering, leave it for ideal. Kindness, leave kindness for Pastor Shola. Goodness, Pastor Phil. <laughs> then faithfulness, leave it for Osas. Then, but my own is love, joy. I'm okay. Self-control, I have self-control. Gentleness, leave it for Belema. Against such, there is no law. Now, let me, the idea is not that you have one. <laughs> the idea is not that you have one and then you don't have the other. You have all of them. You have everything. So, I don't believe in, you know, all these temperaments. Yeah, no, this is fine. The choleric, the sanguine, the, what's it called? Phlegmatic, what's that, what's the other one? Yeah, melalolic. <laughs> Whatever. Now, see, the thing is, if you confine yourself to the definition of your identity or your personality by those things, you you would accept what you're not meant to accept. Okay, but I would rather say, um, like Tim, Tim, he puts it, the spirit-controlled temperament. Um I think that will be the merging of the four of them. Take all the good parts and then leave the bad parts. Yeah. So, you look at yourself and you say, I love. Yes. You tell yourself, I have joy. I have peace. It is in me. So, it's not one, then the other one, I was not born with that one. No. If not, the Bible, go back to verse 22. Is it for, but the fruit of the Spirit. It didn't say the fruits. Say one. Which means that it's just one fruit which says that if, if, if you see yourself loving, it means you have capacity to be joyful. You get it? If you see yourself exhibit one, it means that you have all of them. Because the Bible says the fruit one fruit. One fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is this. Verse 
23. Love, joy, peace, blah, 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 blah. Verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Have I differentiated between living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit for you before? Yeah. What it is, is you are already in the Spirit. Being born again, you are already in the Spirit. But it does not necessarily mean that you are walking after the Spirit. Walking after the Spirit or walking in the Spirit is having your consciousness of being in the Spirit. So you are, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, blah, blah, blah. Philippians 4, 8, think on these things. So if your consciousness is always on the things of God, you will be walking after the Spirit. Now, the Bible does not say, um, Walk, the Bible says walk in the spirit. It doesn't say run in the spirit. Do you understand it? What does that mean? When the Bible says walk in the spirit. Car and trek and trekking, legging, which one is faster? Mm. You see, the foot is one of the most slow <laughs> means of transportation. Even beast of body can be faster, <laughs> faster than trekking. <laughs> oh, yeah, leg. How many of you have legged before? <laughs> you were in universities where the different faculties were in different places, and there was no bike. Calabaya, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I, oh God, I walked. <laughs> I walked in IU until my alignment changed. <laughs> my shoe alignment. <laughs> then you now start using the shoe protector. <laughs> To protect the alignment from twisting. <laughs> then after God now blesses you with a car. <laughs> God bless me with a Volvo. <laughs> in school, my, my last years in school, I now had a Volvo. You know, the Volvo did well for three months. <laughs> after the third month, oh God. Fuel pump. I don't know if you've heard... <laughs> Four pump before. You heard that thing? That thing is bad on cars, man. It's especially when um, you're using a German car, you know, the engine is heavy. You need a very good four pump to pull the car. My, my engine was big, so my four pump was always failing. On missionary journeys, the car used to fail me. So that I remember, like, I remember every spot in Benin. That car disappointed me. <laughs> So when my new car came, when I now bought a fresh car, I would look at those spots and I would be cursing them. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a day I, I can't remember where we were going. <laughs> if I 
That's why I did is paying attention. He doesn't know where I'm going. There was, you know, <laughs> as I said, Volvo. I mean. <laughs> he's begging. He's begging. Uh, we say, should I say? <laughs> I can't remember where. Where I met Pastor Ideal, I think it was from your house. You were taking me back to Mama's house. <clears throat> so I entered his own Volvo. God also gave me. <laughs> God, God also gave me a Volvo. <laughs> so that Volvo. <laughs> that one was older than mine. Thank God. We didn't understand that car. We couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't understand it. So this is how we are going in the car. And all of a sudden my eyes just begin to get red. So, <laughs> so I now asked him a question. I said, man of God, <laughs> is the exhaust outside of this? <laughs> Man of God, how many years ago is this? This is plenty. This years has passed. Like five years ago or six years ago. <clears throat> I asked Pastor Adil, I said, sir, he was driving it when I was behind. I said, where is the exhaust starting from? <laughs> and whenever he does his full light flash, you know, you know, you know that thing you click, then the light comes full? Yeah, when he brings the full light, it shines on your face. <laughs> So, we, we don't understand that car. <laughs> we didn't understand the car, so, you know, but at least I go home. I go home. Praise God. Hallelujah. But now, I mean, you see, levels have changed. See, the car is driving now. Fresh car. That's why you cannot determine your life by where you are. You cannot. You cannot. <clears throat> see me driving everywhere with fuel following me. Volvo. Bad <laughs> But now, God has blessed us. Amen. 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 So you see, there are some modes of transportation that is very slow. And Paul says, walk in the Spirit. Somebody say, walk in the Spirit. That means that the, the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit is a gradual process. It is not, now I'm not trying to say it is slow. I hope you know there's a difference between being slow and being gradual. There's a difference. The fruit of the Spirit. Have you seen a fruit that just wham? Oh yeah now. It now becomes fruit. <laughs> Have you seen any fruit like that before? No. It's gradual. So, the working of the Holy Spirit in you to producing the fruits of the Spirit. Love. Joy. This is the validation of your sanctification. And your cooperation with the working of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It is gradual. Somebody who doesn't love today can love tomorrow. Why? Because the working of the Holy Spirit in the person. Are you still here? Somebody who is, oh, I've seen people who are not loving. But they became loving people by the engaging of the working of the Holy Spirit in them. 
the Holy Spirit begins to teach them how to love. The Spirit of God begins to teach them how to be joyful. So, your joy is not, is not a function of external factors. Are you getting it? Your joy is a function of what is happening inside you. So you should always be happy. Why? Why should you always be happy? Because you already have the fruit. It's just that you are not manifesting it. But it's already there. If you love, then you should be happy. If you are patient, then you should be happy. Let's let's go back. Let's analyze this thing again. <clears throat> Verse twenty-two again. Say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Now, I told you before that there is a difference between the peace with God and the peace of God. Two believers, two Christians, can have a varying degree of peace in them. In the same situation. So it is not the situation that is determining the peace. But it is a function of allowing the inner factor work in them. Did you get it? So that I can put Pastor Ideal and Sai in the same situation. Sai is more peaceful than he is. But the same factors. So your peace is not because of somebody. Your joy is not because of what? Somebody. You'll be mistaken to think it that way. Your joy is because of the working. Somebody said the working. The working of the Holy Spirit. So we attain a level of the peace of God because we already have peace with God. So the sanctification process is gradual. It begins to progress until you have come into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Long-suffering, patience, kindness. Goodness, you know there are a lot of people who say, in my family, we're not like that. We're very like this. Yeah, I have, to, I have to use my hand to describe it because my hand, you know, will explain to you what I really mean. We are very like this. <laughs> Praise God. In my family, we are like this. We don't know what you are even saying, whether it's knife or I don't even know. But in my family, we are like this. You know, you know, and then you begin to accept what you should not accept. You have the fruit. Somebody said the fruit. It's not different types of fruits. So joy has finished. We're now waiting for love. Do you understand? Love has now come. Oh, yeah, patience. Where are you? <laughs> oh. It is the working of everything together. Hallelujah. And I said to you, the Bible didn't say, by their gifts you shall know them. Is it by what? Their fruits you shall know them. By their fruits you shall know them. How do you know a church is growing? You know a church is growing not because more people are coming to the church. No. 
You know a church is growing when you, 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 you. It's becoming more like Christ. That's how you know when a church is growing. When we are talking more like Him. When we are enduring like Christ will endure. When we are being patient as Christ will be patient. When we know how to control our mouth as Christ will do. When we know how to lash like He will lash. When we know how to Hallelujah. So your spiritual growth is hinged on the working of the Spirit in you. And all this is bringing you into a man. You're being conformed into Christ. If you flip back to Galatians 4 verse 19, you see what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, my little children of whom I travail again in birth, that Christ be what? Formed in you. That's what he's saying. My little children for whom I labor in birth again until, now it says little children, meaning that they are born again. You get that? They're born again. So he says, my little children of whom I labor again that Christ be formed in you. Now hear this. Justification process happened without needing you. Sanctification process is happening by not needing you. Let me explain. What I mean to say is that things in my mind, I'm trying to bring it out. Um, Sanctification will progress the more it takes you out of the way. Sanctification will progress the more you are not in the picture, but Christ is in the picture. Until you can say like Paul that I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. So I'm not the one living. Then now says this life I live. I live by the faith of, not faith in. There's a difference between the faith in the Son of God and the faith of the Son of God. Jesus had faith on you and you are living on his faith. Hey, I'm living on the faith of Christ. Not just having faith in him. So until you get to the place where Paul says, this life I live, it is Christ, not I. Christ who lives in me. And I live. So sanctification gets you out of the way until you have lost yourself. Many times, just take this from me. Take this, truly. Many times, you will always exhibit the flesh because something in you is still alive. Now, that doesn't mean you're not born again. Because the word carnality is not used for unbelievers. But the word carnality is used for believers. So there are believers who are carnal, and those believers are the ones who are in the way. Praise the Lord. So it says, I'm crucified with Christ, and nevertheless I live yet, not Christ I live. No. Let's go back to Galatians chapter 
Let me show you just one last thing. No, we're done with Galatians because of time. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is, somebody say Christ in me. I say it loud. Say Christ in me. The hope of glory. Hope of glory. Christ in you. The hope of glory. I remember the message I preached on the revelations of God. How in time past God revealed to the prophets and to the old saints um, in diverse ways. There was a time he came, I am El Shaddai. There was another time he came, I am Elohim. There was another time he came, I am Jehovah. Now when he revealed himself as Jehovah, he was trying to tell Moses that the world has never seen a dimension of God which is called Jehovah before. So he says, I'm going to reveal myself as Jehovah. Then the different dimensions of Jehovah started to come. I'm saying, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Nisi. What's Jehovah Jireh? The Lord our provider. Jehovah Shammah, present. The Lord is present here. Then Jehovah Sikeno, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah uh, Shalom. Our peace, you know. And God started to reveal himself at different times, bits by bits, gradually. Just small, small. They can't take everything. So just show them this one. And tomorrow you show them another one. Then in the next ten years, show them another dimension. Somebody said that the angels in heaven um, keep bowing down to God. Two for seven. Because when they bow down, they look up. They see a dimension of God. Ah! Bow down again. Ah! What? Like that. That God is dynamic, even though He's the same person. Dynamic. You know, the Trinity is difficult to explain. The Trinity. Is the Trinity about three in one or one in three? God is hard to explain. It's a mystery. So he started revealing himself gradually, bits by bits. And then when it was time for him to now reveal the sum total of who he is, he said, Jesus, hey boy, go. And when Jesus came, Jesus was the addition of the past revelations of God and the future revelations. So that's why the Bible says, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead, but in Christ Jesus. So that inside of Jesus you see all the revelations of God. Everything. Jehovah Jireh, Shama, Nisikenu, everything you see in Jesus. But that was not the final revelation of God. Because the final revelation of God is not in Jesus. The final revelation of God is in you. That's why I say it's a mystery. It's a mystery. In Colossians 1 verse 27. 
He says, it was hidden to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of, his, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. So, have you seen that what you think you are is not exactly what you think you are? There are dimensions of God that are in you that you don't even know. Because the believer is a journey. Hey, that just came out. Hey, did you get that? The believer is a journey. I am a journey. So you cannot determine who Pastor Phil is by looking at his virtues now. No, you are progressive. Why? The path of a just. It's like a shining light that shines brighter. And brighter onto the perfect day. Just like the sun becomes bright and by 12 noon, 2 o'clock, you see the fullness of the brightness of the sun. That's the way it is for you. It says you keep going. You keep going. Keep shining brighter. Hallelujah. So, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a walking of the Holy Spirit. So, don't say to yourself, I, I, this love thing is hard. No. You love. You can love. You are kind. You are good. You are patient. You endure for a long time. You know, there are some people who say, I, can't, I don't take nonsense. I can't endure. There's one who even twisted a revelation. He says, uh, when they slap you on one side, turn the other side. <laughs> this guy is a dust master. He says, it's better to give than to receive. <laughs> Is it, is it when, when they, when they slap you, ah, you turn the other side, ah, all the side are finished, you're turned. <laughs> you say, <laughs> but no, you can be rational with your speech. I say something to somebody today. And I told the person, I said, that God has given me a grace to elicit a kind of response from people because of what I would say to them. And it's called tact. I can, I can determine what response I want to have from you by what I'm going to say. So it's not a question of, oh, I lost it. My mouth just ran. And then the person reacts and he said, I didn't expect what I didn't expect that he would do it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You can, you can choose what response you want to elicit and then you say it in the way that it will bring that response. That's leadership. Because as a leader, you're not just going to lead easy people. You're going to lead difficult people. You must know how to elicit the response you want from difficult people. You can't talk anyhow as a leader. Or be brash with your words. And say, I say it as it is. No. You can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, in Galatians chapter 6, it says, if your brother sins, you who is spiritual, okay, uphold him in the spirit of meekness. So speak the truth. But not just the truth. In love. 
So that's why you see the fruit of the Spirit is important. This applies in everyday life. Hallelujah. Let's go. There's no time. Let's go back to Colossians 1 to the 7. Colossians 1 to the 7. Colossians 1 to the 7. Verse 28. Him we preach. So who do we preach in the standpoint church? Say it loud. Please one more time. Jesus. That's who we preach. We don't preach pastor. We don't preach motivation. We preach him. Because when you know him, you know you. So we're preaching. You know, ministries that take the people's attention to the pastors will put the pressure on the man of God. And ultimately, disappointments because of broken expectations. Are you getting it? I don't put your attention. Oh, if you come near me, you see the pimples on my face. Yeah, I'm here by the grace of God. So, if you come close to me, you see I'm, 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 I'm just frail. Elijah, who was a man who was having like passions like you, but he prayed and the heavens gave no rain. So if you come close, you know that I'm just, I'm just being covered by grace. So is it with you? But we're all here covered by the blood because the mercy seat has no height, but it has length and breadth. Meaning that everybody stands on the same platform of the blood. Praise the Lord. Since Christ, we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect, somebody say perfect, in Christ. We present, now listen, it is say we present every man perfect for Christ. No. We're presenting every man perfect in Christ, which means that they are already perfected. Do you understand it? So it's not uh, the pastor's work. I have to perfect all of you. (laughs) It is the work of the Holy Spirit. I will teach. You would learn by teaching. And the Holy Spirit will begin to work on the things that you've learned by teaching. And he will begin to bring you through sanctification into your already existing position. So the church is not for perfect people, but the church is for perfecting people by the Holy Spirit through sanctification. It's not, uh, hallelujah. So it says perfect in Christ, not perfect for Christ. Then the last verse before we close. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. There is a walking that walks in you mightily. Oh. There is something that is working in me. That, that's why I said the fruit of the Spirit is a cooperation of the Holy Ghost and you in your inside. Your regenerated spirit. Cooperating he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. The Holy Spirit is working. So there is a mighty walking in you. It's called energia in the Greek. Says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. That working is energia, 
according to the energy of his mighty kratos, mighty dunamis power. So there's a mighty walking in you. Now, you may not feel it. It's not a walking that you feel. It's not a walking that, you know, construction is going on, they are building roads. You see dust, smoke everywhere. It's not that type. Do you remember when I talked about the operations of God? Do you remember? I, I, I talked about the operations of God during Easter. And I said that the operations of God, that, that, that there was the, it, the operation is not just talking about a surgical operation of the doctor and the patient, but a military operation where God was walking. Do you remember? Osas remembers? Yeah, where, where God is walking for the believer. So you can see the display of the walking of love on the cross. The display of the walking of the wisdom of God. I'll teach on the dimensions of the cross. Up, two sides, Jews, Gentiles. Yeah. <laughs> we shed some things together. Amen. So there's a mighty walking in you. There's a mighty walking going on in you. So there's no pressure on you. There's a pressure on who? The Holy Spirit. He says, striving according to his walking, which walks in me mightily. Somebody say, there's a mighty walking in me. Hold yourself and say, there is a mighty walking in me. You are walk in progress. Walk in progress. You are moving on to experiential perfection. So there's a mighty walking going on in you. A mighty walking that is ready to be capacitated for purpose. Mighty walking. So you may sleep here today, fall tomorrow, stand up to fall. You know the song, we fall down, but we get up, we fall down. The only thing I don't like about that song is for a saint is just a sinner who fell down. No! A saint is not a sinner. No! A sinner is before he believes. Once you believe, you are not a sinner again. So for a saint is a believer who... Uh-huh. Anyhow, you want to fix it. <laughs> Praise God. And he said, there's a mighty walking in me. There is. There's a mighty walking in you. Mighty. There's a mighty walk going on inside you. He said, mighty. It's not just... It's not Ikobahil. It's not airport road construction. Hey, it's a mighty work of the Spirit. It says that the communication of your faith might be effectual by the acknowledging of what is in you, by the mighty working in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lay your hands on your neighbor and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.